We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. You'll, you'll take this segment for all the beautiful ESPN Kansas City listeners. Yeah. They get this exclusively. You make a little edit, and then you do a fresh intro of, Welcome back in, final hour of Sports Night here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm Sterling Holmes. Is that your impersonation of me? No, it really wasn't. Okay. I just started I, talking. I didn't think it was. No, yeah. it really wasn't, but I don't, I don't know that I have an impersonation of you ready to go. It just fair. I just was saying what you should be saying later, and then it ended up being what it was. Can we start with the fact that super fan chief guy on Twitter. I was off Twitter for a couple hours. Oh, I'm sorry. I told you I was going to explain yesterday. It to you, yeah, so that's and it's just been a busy time. Yeah, I know. So this is perfect. Cause now you can explain it to me live and you get this actual reaction. So okay, I was off Twitter all of yesterday for the most part because it was my girlfriend's birthday, and as the gentleman I am, she comes before my Twitter nonsense. Gentleman, you're, I know you're a gentleman. She comes first. Yeah, uh, and I played pickleball, so you know. That was a, a nice... Just yeah, keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep moving. Uh, so, turn the spotlight I, on everything. I, I, <laughs> I come back and finally pull up the Twitter at, I don't know, 10.30, 11 o'clock p.m. All of a sudden, I see Chief Superfan thing trending. Yeah. And it's the, the wolf man, the wolf guy. Yeah. And I start kind of diving into it, but not really. And so I call Briscoe. Because I, I was getting DMs from people going, have you seen the Wolfman? Have you seen the Wolfman? Do you know what's Do going on? Do you know on? this Wolfman? And I'm like, no, guy. I've been off my phone all day. Sorry, folk. And then I call Briscoe to get the, the scoop, and he goes, I'll tell you tomorrow. So I've been holding back. Oh, really? I've been trying to hold oh, back. Okay. I found some info, okay. but I've been really trying to hold back. Okay. Break so, this down for me. So here's what happened to me, and I'm going to go ahead, and I am going to implicate one other person in my learning of all of this story. Because it's just how I learned about it, and I think this person, in fact, I know this person is at least okay with me divulging some of their personal lives, specifically at nighttime on 810. I was sitting down to record Time Zars with Seth Kaiser. It's just gonna, just the two of us in that episode, and we sat down for our Zoom call. Our Zoom call we, we have on Mondays at 4.30. We did not start recording that show until 5.30 on the nose. We did a usual hour-long Time Zars, but our actual conversation took twice as long as usual. And we, really, we have, you know, a little chatter before and after. But this time, it was different. Because he and I were talking about him being back from uh, vacation in Florida. He's now back in Minnesota. And that's got to be some whiplash. So we were just having a, a real conversation just about the, the elements and, you know, the states you live in and all of those things. And then he says, are you, like, really active on, like, Chiefs, like, superfan Twitter? I said, well, no, I mean, there, there are certainly, like, you know, Chiefs Twitter people who I follow, but I don't follow, I certainly don't follow all of them. Yeah. So I don't really know what's up. And he started sending me links. And I started reading the links. And then we kept reading the links and the reports and the jokes and the tweets. And it became, became something special. Now, look, first of all, I have to say one very important word, which is allegedly. Go ahead and take that yeah. allegedly and go ahead and make it a blanket statement over the <laughs> remainder of what I'm about to say for the next several minutes. The other thing is that crime is not inherently funny. People going to prison is not inherently funny. Situations where people's lives end up in bad spots, not funny. However, this is a pretty extenuating set of circumstances. So Chief Saholic 
who I think had around 30,000 Twitter followers before any of this popped up, uh, but currently is sitting at about 36. Wow. So I don't know what he ended up, where he started really, but 36,000 Twitter followers, probably going to be a minute before he's able to access them, if I had to guess. Media ploy. Nope. <laughs> nope, I sure don't think so. So here's what it is. So he he tweets like his huge bet slips that he's made over the course of this year, of, of this season. Um, he is in full wolf costume at Chiefs games. He is, I mean, full costume. You know what I mean when I say full costume. This dude is in a furry suit with Chiefs stuff over it. So, so not just like the, the typical jersey. Not the typical. No, no, no. You know what? Let's let's paint some red lines under our eyes. Yeah, not eye no. black, and not even like a you know a KC Wolf hat or like even just a Wolf mask over full suit. Mm. Seems like it would be hot. Whatever. Well, it's cold outside. So that, right that, now, it's that, fine. That, that, that's like a prudent decision. There. It also might be a prudent way of hiding your identity mm. because what ends up coming out here is that he was allegedly he was booked and arrested in Tulsa for attempting to rob a credit union. Chief's Twitter had spent the previous 24 hours. I did not see any of this in, in, until the robbery thing came out. 24 hours, Chief's Twitter was like legit worried for this guy of, hey, we haven't, he's tweets constantly. We haven't heard from him in a while. Can we get a welfare check on him? Does anyone know what his actual name is? Uh, and, and people were, were legitimately like, hey, spread the word. Hey, if you know anyone who knows this guy, get in touch to figure out what's going on. People really worried about this sort of random disappearance. And then it comes out. That the reason he's not on Twitter is because he's in prison on, I believe, a $200,000 bond. Oh, wow. There have been past arrests. There are past mug shots. There's one in a chief's hoodie. But this one in particular, I've not gone through his entire sort of career criminal record. But this particular one was armed robbery while masked. Now, here's the thing. There's a picture going around of an older robbery that someone did in like a Halloween wolf mask with a little red hat on it. If I could paint this picture, you know I would have him robbing this bank in full costume, right? If I was getting to direct the scene, him at least walking in, maybe to throw off a scent, it's like he's wearing the mask and a Raiders hat. I would like, say, totally yeah, different guy. J- just Raiders guy. Totally yeah. different guy. Oh, yeah. Couldn't I, be him. I hope that this was happening in a wolf mask. People on Twitter have been asking the police department, the small police department of whatever this town is. They had like 30 followers when this whole thing started on Twitter, the, the police department. Like, hey, your 35th follower checking in here to ask if the person you arrested for attempted robbery was wearing a wolf mask by any chance? They haven't responded as of right now. Mm. But what it has ultimately led to is people going through his timeline and finding all of these tweets about how he hustles in private and all his extraordinary extraordinary amount of wealth, uh, private planes and and, uh, pilots and islands and um, these exorbitant bets. But also, like, big charity donations. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love this take. I think Jason brought this take to the zone earlier today. I apologize for only saying I think because I just feel like I've been on a Chiefs Twitter bender for the last 24 hours. Um, Jason's pitch here is, what if there's a Robin Hood thing going on? Rob from the banks, give to the charities. I mean, that's pretty next level. But it, it I've seen multiple people report that the attempted robbery was at a uh, a teacher's credit union and that doesn't feel quite as Robin Hoody but maybe no. but you know if it's insured I guess I'm not I think making him Robin Hood based off of the tweets about the uh the, the extravagant lifestyle. Well, he really is Robin he's, Hood. I think yeah. he's more Robin Hood with two Bs than than just the one. Uh but then ultimately what that what that has led to is it was an all-time meme night for Chiefs Twitter and and here's my final thing. This is also part of the reason that even this conversation is difficult. 
explaining this. Did you see the Platinum Sombrero tweet with the Venn diagram? That was the only thing I'm pretty sure I really saw, and I was losing it. It's that the only was thing you need. Outstanding. It's so funny, and as Seth and I have agreed and discussed, it's not completely fair to Orlando Brown Jr. because he's not literally trying to pull off a heist. <laughs> I think that discourse has probably gone a little too far on Orlando Brown Jr. With that being said, the Venn diagram is so freaking funny. It, but here, but this is the part about it. Go home tonight and explain that to your girlfriend. She was maybe more invested in this than I was. Really? Yeah. Is she? Does she? Is she on Chief Twitter? No, not really. But she was like, did allegedly yes. did a guy rob a bank in a chief's mask and did he is it the same guy allegedly as a guy who has 30 some odd thousand followers and uh, allegedly went to k-state because she also went to k-state ah funny i think people have actually not been able to find evidence of him graduating k-state which he had claimed to do yeah so that's also interesting the grift is coming into focus uh well so my experience at i least, believe he's a suns fan he is allegedly. That's, that's what it says yeah he's also I, a suns and angels fan so that one's mine to bear i love also just saying allegedly before everything you just got to cover your bases well because right now Anything you think you, there are people literally finding out right now. People in she like, and I feel I feel bad for these people, Chiefs fans who have built some relationship with him and like felt you know kind of the bond of like the Chiefs fans, the Chiefs super yeah. fans, and everything. Only to find out they didn't know this guy. They didn't. Sure. Really, they knew a wolf. <laughs> they knew a wolf. It's a wolf's they in knew, Chiefs clothing. They knew a sheep in wolves clothing. Uh, no, it's a wolf and wolves clothing. In wolves cl- in they, sheep's clothing. It's a, kind it's really, of no, it's a really a wolf in wolves clothing. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And we just I, we should have seen the signs maybe. So, like, the people who kind of kind of uh, bamboozled on all of this, obviously, is, like... You feel bad for. You feel bad for. And, I don't know, the whole situation, again, There's there are some elements to it. I bet you zoom in far enough and you're going to start seeing something kind of sad. I'm, I'm sure it's there. Uh, but but the Venn diagram was was my favorite tweet of the night, I think. Um, somebody, somebody who remained nameless texted me a joke written by someone who I don't even know, so I think all the sources here are safe, that said the next... The next 41 promo shoot is going to be a sting operation <laughs> because they did the promo shoot with all the Chiefs super fans. We'll, we'll ask Mick Schaefer about that whenever he's uh, whenever he's on the zone, either tomorrow or, or Friday, and see if he's got if he's going to wear a wire to the next Chief super fan. But that's really what it compounds. It's the X Factor Red Extreme Chiefsaholic. Which, which like, was a whole, Red Extreme guy? He's the one who punched X Factor. I okay. Think. Um, and it's why, like Pat McAfee today, is saying that the Chiefs, the Chiefs uh, super fans, like have a brand now. I'm telling you, it is a, uh, it is a crime organization. And my fear is that at the top of it all is the lady with the little punching doll action figures, puppet lady. That and she by the would way, be the puppet master of the whole operation. Very, very clever. Thank you. I have met her and her family before. I've heard she's very nice. They are just very nice people. It's always a Chiefs. And again, expect, I, huh? I, the, I, the last ones you expect. The, it would be the last one I would expect because they are very, very nice people. There are also Chiefs nuns, you know? That's true. You need to look into their actions. Oh, man. I think the key is if you what are if Paul a Chiefs. Rudd is next? Yeah, if you're a Chiefs super fan and you have, like, your own alter ego. Lay low. Lay low. Lay low. I would also say if you have an alter ego. Why do you have an alter ego? Yeah. Because that makes me think that you're trying to bridge yourself from something like the Wolfman was bridging himself from allegedly dude who robs banks. Um, I will. I do think there is at least. Um, this isn't necessarily true for everybody, so don't any don't everybody rush to get offended all at once. Get him on Twitter at JB Briscoe. But I do think that there has legitimately been a pattern of super fan alter ego criminal record with your real legal name. Ah, uh, I think that is that has between the two of the ones we've mentioned. I think that's a real thing. 
I mean, there's actually been evidence to that. Um, and there's just sort of some like like a vigilante sort of com- like uh, complex, I think. It is like I'm gonna save the Chiefs fans is what it feels yeah. like to an extent. Like I, I'm the head of the Chiefs fans, and it's like no. It's You're, very strange. Are you? Because almost that everyone listening bigger... to us right now is a Chiefs fan, but almost everyone listening yeah. to us looks around and says, "I'm a huge Chiefs fan." And almost everyone listening to us right now would also say, "But I've never worn a full costume to the game." And I would also say, "I don't think that makes you a bigger Chiefs fan." I don't think I don't like you wearing a costume to a game and giving yourself a nickname. Yeah. makes you a bigger fan than dude who either has season tickets, dude or or lady who watches every single game on TV. Yeah. I don't I don't think that makes you a bigger fan. Like, that's a good. I think that's let's let's dive into this. I let's dive into the psychology of the super fan for a second. Because I I think it's unfair that if you dress up, that all of a sudden makes you a bigger fan, and you will know more about Kansas City. You care more about the Chiefs than some guy who's wearing jeans and a Chiefs hoodie. Yeah, no, that's well. And you even said knows more. So I'm even asking now is. Is knowledge the way up the, the the fandom pyramid, or is it enthusiasm, or is it amount of money spent on the team? You know what I mean? Like, I think you can probably come up with a, an entirely different hierarchy of of how you can become a quote unquote bigger, better fan. Hmm. This is intriguing right now. And maybe the answer is that you, but I would say the answer is that you can't. But then you would say, hey, so if somebody watched Patrick Mahomes play against the uh, the Texans, and well, he had five completions all game, I'm going to start rooting for him now. That if I say, hey, I think that's you five different. incompletions. What did I say? Five completions all game. Freudian. I, Freudian. Yeah, slip. I'm going to go ahead and say you meant the opposite. Of Appreciate that. the fact check on that one. But so you say, oh, that dude threw five incompletions over the course of an entire game. He seems very good at football. And root for him right now. You could say that that person right then, you know, is not the same amount of fan as someone who's watched every single game since the since the team was founded, right? Like that we can but is it but longevity doesn't have to be the barometer of fandom. Or else then it's just old. You seem team. distracted. Am I boring you? No, I was doing this or that because I had a good question for it. Oh, okay, great. Uh, sorry for trying to actually make an enjoyable segment later on in the show for us. Sacrifice one one bird in the hand, no thank you. Let's get two in the bush. What were you gonna say about superfans? No, but I think age or or having this sort of well, I've been a fan longer than you. That means yeah. I'm a better fan than you are, yeah. and I'm more knowledgeable. I, I think that's a little it's gatekeeping. It, that's kind of gatekeeping. Like, like like okay, I will say if you're a fan of the Cowboys, the Yankees, Alabama football, and KU basketball, I will say okay, I'm gonna have some questions, and they better be some good answers to this because mm-hmm. that does irritate me to an extent. Mm-hmm. It's your right to do it when you only root for teams that have basically only won. Correct. It's your right to do it. Mm-hmm. I, it's your right, but you also come off as okay, man. Like that's. Charmin Ultra Soft. Yeah. It, the, the pain is what makes being a fan so great. So is it amount of pain Oh, as, as a Mizzou fan, yeah. a Royals fan, and a yeah. Chiefs fan, I have had the hardest task in the entire world. Mizzou fans, we have just been perpetually given the hardest tasks. How we have survived <laughs> is... God, if you can hear me, please stop giving me your toughest battles. I'm a Mizzou fan. I only have so much left in the tank. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's an interesting barometer because I, I have said before, I, I think that if you are a lifelong, let's just make that for a quick, easy blanket statement, right? If you're a lifelong fan of some team, I really don't think it's a good use of your time to get mad at bandwagon fans because you're just, now you're just feeling more negative emotions associated with your favorite sports thing. Like that feels like hustling backwards, if you will. But 
I, I think that there is a natural consequence to that. I've, I've said this before talking about like my son's fandom or whatever, right? My S-U-N-S. Yeah, I'm, for, not, a, for a I'm second, not a father. I was just floored with confusion. I told you it's been a busy day. And yeah, you know, and I was like, I, busy I learned, day. He I learned, learned some stuff. I learned a lot He's today. seven. Uh, <laughs> he's, that would have been ex- exponentially shocking. That'd be congratulations for right a there. a yeah. number of reasons. Um, I'm getting old. My 28th birthday is in uh, three days. Wow, we're going to be 28 at the exact same time. Might, when's your birthday? April 25th. I might see if I can get my birthday delayed by a Just change to just April 26th. 6th, just just yeah. make sure you get the extra. I'd like to only be the same age as you one day a year if possible. Mm. Uh, but if, if, there's a, if someone's a bandwagon fan, quote putting that in big air quotes, they're not going to enjoy the peaks as much because they have not been in the valleys with yeah. you. That was one of the things with the Royals were like, at that point— I was, I, I mean, I've explained my um, childhood Yankees fandom. I've got some Diamondbacks love in my heart because of my grandparents moving out to Arizona. I have, and then I, then I live in, I've lived in Kansas my whole life until I moved over to the Missouri side of Kansas City. So, like, I, I just have all sorts of, you know, like a little, I had a little triumvirate of baseball uh, uh, investments as a kid. Sure. So by the time the Royals are good and winning a World Series, I'm invested, I'm excited, I'm enjoying it. But it's probably it was different than when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It, I cried when the Royals won the the wild card game. I re- at the wild card I, game. I, I I had tears in the wow. fraternity. I was in the fraternity when they clinched to the playoffs for the first time. I thought you were because I was. I had I tears. You you're in the fraternity ward, which should be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna write that down for later. The phrase fraternity ward. Well, I had tears, and my Cardinals friends were like, "What are you doing?" I go, "I never thought I would see this in my life." Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, Angel Baroa was the only thing we had for three years, and only one of those years were good. I watched back to the other side, uh, the other side of Truman Sports Complex. For now, I watched Dwayne Bow get shut out in a playoff game, and that yeah. game was never close and never fun. I remember the couch I was sitting on in my parents' house being miserable as a kid, just alone watching. Like it just got sad so fast. I sure, being there on the couch by myself at the end. My family had left; they couldn't, they couldn't bear to watch anymore. That's where we come from. So when you have that. Yes. You you can cry at a wild card game. Correct. You can. For me, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. The AFC Championship game against the Titans. I think I had an even larger kind of like emotional impact too than I did when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because there was something more like once they got to the Super Bowl, it was like okay, they can do this. They, this game. This is a football game that's about to be played. They're here. But if they were cursed, they wouldn't have beaten the Titans. No. You know what I mean? No. It was just sort of like oh, the curse does isn't real or has been lifted or whatever. For me in baseball. The Justin Maxwell Grand Slam. Unbelievable. The, the Justin Maxwell Grand Slam. Talk about a pull. When they didn't even make the playoffs that year, but that was the sign. The Justin Maxwell Grand Slam. It was the sign of things to come. And I think the Chiefs, for example, it, it, same situation. I was there with you with uh, Brooke Royal, Tyler yeah, Thigpen, right. Damon Heward. Gotta stop uh, slandering Tyler Thigpen, by the way. I yeah, don't, get Thiggy with it. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the Thig Bun days. I. The two and fourteen season, though, when the first overall draft pick finally we're getting a quarterback, and it's no quarterback. It's so, Eric Fisher, who had a nice career. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it was, he was the right pick there. Ultimately, it, it, it ultimately was. But when you look back, you're sitting here going, "There was no really good options." I disagree. Geno Smith was there the whole time. <laughs> it just took a little while. But the point is, we've seen some things. We've been yes. through some things, and if that makes you a Bigger fan, yeah. a quote unquote super fan, so be it. But I don't, think this... don't, don't. Uh, good question here on Facebook, by the way. Uh, Ronnie asks, what about people who bring the vans, the custom vans and RVs? If they don't have a costume, 
are they still considered super fans? You know the people that have like the the Chiefs oh, buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. What you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I have I'm friends that have the, the Chiefs buses, and they're, they're, I, they're big fans. I think that I think you get to decide if you want to be a super fan or not. If you, I think you get to decide if you want the label. Because I think the bus and van and the, the van and RV kind of stuff is all kind of cool because it also becomes like your tailgate hub, right? Oh, it's sweet. Like there's so, there's that that is there is some usefulness to that that also is just like a cool investment and in showing off your fandom. So like that's. Very clearly, I would hope this is very evident given the building that we're in at the moment. This is not a criticism of huge sports fans. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a criticism of bank robbing and maybe of alleged. the alleged, 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 alleged. I was still covered by that first in the beginning of the segment, but I pre- we got to refresh it. It was. This is a criticism of alleged bank robbing and the like. The alter ego super fandom. Mm. I think. I think everyone with the van, RV, custom tailgating crew. Everyone there is acquitted on all charges unless they want that mantle, and then they think yeah. they can have it without being weird about it. My, my friends have a—they have season tickets, and they have a Chiefs bus yeah, that's, that's, like, painted, and I go, I've this is Very so cool. sick. Yeah. This is awesome. I like that. Great tailgate spot. You just go in there, get some beers. Oh, it's in the bus. See, that's cool. Heck yeah, it's in the bus. Hey, let's get some beers. No, don't worry about it, man. I've got it inside my fursuit. It's oh, not the same. Oh, oh, dude, dude's uh, tore his ACL trying to catch a football. Go sit in the bus. Go you, sit in the bus. We can put some ice on put it. Put some bus. ice on it, and then you'll go into the game. You'll, we'll carry you in. Exactly. This is why. This is what we stand for. Or yeah. In this case, what you will sit for. <laughs> I think here's my new here's my new analogy for fandom. Let's see if we can make this work. Everybody's fandom is a tree. If it's been growing for a long time, you might have deeper roots. You might have a bigger trunk. You might be, some people have bigger trunks than others. You might be a taller tree than others. But it doesn't do anybody any good to go around with an axe and try chopping down anybody else's fandom. Just let every tree grow at its own pace. But if you are going the alter ego super fan route, you might be like injecting steroids into the tree. And I don't know that that's necessarily healthy. Mm. I don't want to, here's the thing. I'm sure there are examples of this that I don't, I'm afraid we've sideswiped like the nun, the chief nuns or whatever. Yeah, what was that about? I just they were just. I remember seeing them in the promo. You know, like that was just. It, there's a difference between being a. Here's the here's the, here's my final statement because I'm I'm worried that I've ended up on the wrong side of one very specific slice of this. I have worn costumes to movie premieres. I am not above costumes. I love a good costume. I love Halloween. If you wear a costume to a Chiefs game, but you're just not weird about it. That's all I'm asking. Suit up however oh, yeah. you want. But you got to let people live and then also don't allegedly rob a bank. That's yeah. really where I think it comes down to. I wear a suit sometime. That's just a costume to make it look like I know what I'm doing in business. That's that's absolutely correct. It's just it, That is a formal costume. Yeah, it's a formal costume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Kyle, I want more people to. I want more people to wear costumes to games. Now that I'm saying it, I but do I too. don't. Here, this is maybe it's a, maybe it's a football problem. But because less alleged bank who, robbers. People who right exactly. <laughs> there are people who who like will suit up in full uniform of uh, not like literal uniform, but in their uniform for like a sporting match. You know, in the cauldron. Yeah. But I never, I've never really had the thought of God. I hope nobody in there punches another super fan and then goes in and allegedly robs a bank afterwards. Yeah. Same thing with Royals games. Never, yeah, re- no, never there are people felt who that. Do wear costumes and stuff too. Royals games. Oh, they do. From capes and cat suits and all of that. I don't mean like the cats. I mean the suit with a cat on it. But, like those are great. Those you know what I'm talking about, like the unitard or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Green Man. You don't remember this? You remember the cat guys? Though, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I support costumed fans. I'm not sure I support the super fan. Capital T, capital S. 
at this point. I think it might the block might be too hot right now. Mm-hmm. Lay low, if you're a super fan, lay low for a little bit and and pop your head back out when when the coast is clear. Mm. Speaking of laying low, let's take a quick break. Come back, join with Josh Briscoe right after this. Kyle, you dog. Allegedly take the money and run, though. Allegedly take the money and run. And you dog, not you wolf, because that would also so, be incriminating. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly it would. Briscoe's still with us. You like candy canes? Cinnamon candy canes. Cinnamon? Are outstanding. Mm. Uh, sometimes, every once in a while. I'm not a big candy cane guy. I like the first little bit of it when you sharpen it into a stabbing, mm-hmm. uh, into a shank, basically, yeah. Uh, I like that part of it, but then once you start- you rob a bank with that thing. Allegedly, rob a bank with that thing. Uh, I like when you make it into a shank, but after that, if you start eating it, it yeah. it's too much. It gets stuck in your teeth. It's a little too sugary for me, mm. but it's, it's if you lick it. Keep going. Phrasing. Yeah, keep, keep talking. Uh, it's good, though. It's good if you lick it? N- no. What's wrong with licking it? So the Chiefs might be without oh, Jody Fortson Sunday. <laughs> you ruined my Christmas by making that the segue. All right. Do, do you like... I, we Too much Chiefs talking. Was a bit, that, that, that's enough right there. Uh, I'm sad that Jody Fortson's elbow is sublex. I'm more worried about the entire defensive line being sick. Yeah, that's not that ideal. That seems not ideal. I like candy canes. I think they're slightly underrated. I think your criticisms are fair. Like, I know where they come from. I get it. But in the holiday season, I love anything peppermint. And the candy cane is just, like, the 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 only Christmas candy, you know? It's not, probably not the only, but it's, like, the, the definitive. One of the better peppermint things, only behind peppermint schnapps. You schnapps guy? I I had a, a, a brief relationship with peppermint vodka in uh, post-college, and I would say, I mean, it was, I, I think I bought more than one bottle. Oh, that's too much, yeah. Not, not at once, not at once. No, no, I know, but you, you, the fact that you bought it Still. once and then go, hey, let's buy it again. <laughs> Basically, there are two, there's two ways that it was useful for, two things it was useful for. Like, uh, hot chocolate, yes. in which case it legit totally worked. Sure. And then just like a like a breath mint for an alcoholic. I mean, it was it was like, hey, make, make sure this is the last shot you have. No, it's rumplements. Rumplements for me is the same thing. I, I love, don't know that I've ever had rumplements. I've heard people talk about it's, it. It's, I love it, peppermint stuff. It's mouthwash. Yeah, that's fine. I could drink mouthwash all day. Not literally. Hey kids, hey kids, if you're listening, don't drink mouthwash. <laughs> or hey kids, if you're listening, don't drink vodka. <laughs> yeah. Or or peppermint schnapps. Hey kids, hey, if you're kids. listening, don't rob a bank allegedly. Hey kids, if you're listening, why are you listening to us hey, right kids, now? Don't I have listen multiple to multiple questions. Yeah, don't listen to us. Hey kids. kids, where are your parents? Yeah. Oh. We have a lot of questions. If you're listening and you're a kid, it's late. Go to bed. Go to bed. If you listen to us, kids, Santa won't come. Hmm. Is that too harsh? Hmm. Let me think about that one. How does the? Did I tell you about the tweet I saw about uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus? No, I can't. I, this is now I've done this for two shows, and I don't mean to do this for two shows, but I can't tell you on air because it's just got a naughty word in it, and I don't want to get coal in my stocking. But it was just a funny tweet about that song, and that's now made its way into conversation several times. So I'm thinking, what would Santa think if he saw like a, I don't know, an eight year old listening to this show? If you're eight years old and listening to this show, tweet at JB Briscoe at HomestretchKC, and we will we'll put in a good word with the big fella. It's a good one. 
Let's do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Because here's, here's my concern. I think Santa's going to see a kid listening to this show and go, ho, 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 someone's being extremely naughty. And that's true. He would be correct. But if you directly appeal to us, not appeal to us, we don't sure. make a judgment. But if you come to us, I'm pretty sure we can go to Santa and be like, listen, there's a big mix up. This is a, this is a as the McElroy family may say, a cool baby. And we want this kid to get, you know, all the presents they deserve on Christmas. Sure. And I can't guarantee you that it'll work, but I I'll actually try. went to Santa Claus, Indiana this year. Oh, really? Yeah. His hometown. Hometown of Jay Cutler, actually, which is very, obviously, Santa-related. Jay Cutler, type 1 diabetic. Let's go. Let's keep playing this game. We're All in right. free association. Go ahead. Type Boom. 1 diabetic to you, Sterling. Uh, type 1 diabetic. Uh, gonna, Wilfred I went, Brimley. I went, uh, Wilfred Brimley uh, unfortunately passed away, and that's disappointing, uh, as did George Michael a while back, which I was thinking about recently, because uh, the, the Last Christmas by Wham! is the only good version of Last Christmas. Wham! More like whammy! I just saw David Koechner at a comedy show this past weekend, and it was great. A lot of dirty jokes that I was there with my family. Whammy! More like blammy! That's the noise it makes when you shoot a gun at a bank. Allegedly. <laughs> and scene. Good job, everybody. All right, uh, breaking character. Do I, got, I got five minutes here. What do I... Segment's still going? Okay, never mind. I won't go anywhere yet. Uh, Good bits, dude. David Kegner was actually great. I, I, Good, that's awesome. One of my favorite bits he actually had, just really quickly, because we... No we've rush. Talked, we're no, no rush. rush. We've talked Slow too, it down. Too much Chiefs today. Slow it down. It's about how when you're first dating someone... You go to Hallmark, you buy the nice wrapping paper, you take the time and care to wrap the present, you make a little art piece and give it to her. The second year, you're like, all right, let's go get some some nice bags. Put it in a bag. Let's put it in a nice bag. Some tissue but, paper. But we're going to get some tissue paper, mm -hmm. make it look nice. Third mm -hmm. year, well, the dollar store has, they got wrapping paper. Sure. Yeah, they got wrapping paper. It might not be as thick. It might not be as high quality. It's gonna be wrapped. It, it's gonna ears gonna wrap. They want the present anyways. The tape. Who cares how you tape it? Right. As long as it's wrapped Put up. Put some effort in. And then it goes on. Maybe you're now engaged. Well, it's just an Amazon package. Give it the box. This Yo, is just give her the box. This is literally true to life for yeah, me. Just, I'm now engaged. This is the first engaged Christmas, and right now under the Christmas tree, I'm just throwing Amazon yeah, boxes. Just just in the box, and they, they don't know what's in the box. An ex, it, that Etsy package has a fun pattern on it. Sure, Chuck it under the tree, and then and then by then, you know, you just start giving them just, hey, I got you something in the mail here. Just open this yes, up. Yes, just just it's just open December it. December 19th. Oh, sweet, a hand mixer. Thank you, my love. Yeah, no, yeah. Merry Christmas. I'm yeah. gonna go smoke a cigar and. That joke got real. I had a really dark path on that joke, but I Good. I I I ejected just before, just before it was too late. Good, but David Keckner was the kids. Listening. David Keckner was great though. Uh, just awesome. wanted to throw that there. He's uh got to talk to him afterwards. He's a very nice guy. Did you make him laugh? Did he, did he laugh at any jokes? No, I didn't. Oh, but that's funny. Cause he did. Because I've, I've, I've made David, David Keckner laugh. He, he did do some of the office jokes. I made a great I during a great, during I the great. show. Since you, since you asked, I was at the big slick event, and I made it. He was talking about Tipton, his hometown of Missouri. Yeah, they have an eight ball in Tipton. And I uh, I made I made some sort of joke about it again, and he got a little chuckle from him. I think a little mm. chuckle from Eric Stone Street. Paul Rudd smiled, and that lit up my life. I've been living under that under that glimmer since then. So my mom's actually the auctioneer for the big slick. So I've been. I've been lucky enough to do a lot of the events Have with her. Have I somehow not met your mom? Yeah, I don't know how. It seems impossible. She does a lot of these events. Uh, she like knows everyone but you, I think, is kind of really how it works. Yeah, I know. Making me think that maybe it's on purpose. Um, but with Paul Rudd, uh, he's borrowed my sunglasses before at the 
they used to do a wiffle ball tournament, you know, before the big slick, before a Royals game. Sure. They'd yeah. go there. My mom actually called a game with Joe Buck. Joe Buck, this is why I like Joe Buck, one of the nicest guys. That is so random. When I was young. Yeah. Joe Buck was such a nice guy. So I've, I've heard nothing but good actual Joe Buck stories, and then they're like Royals fans who hate him because of how much you love Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, and, and I get it. Like, that's, you know, sometimes that's how fans turn on a sure. broadcaster. I've always liked Joe Buck. So, so my, my thing here is, hey, you can feel how you want, but in real life he was a nice guy. Right. More of the story was... Paul Rudd used my sunglasses because his mom, who's British, came up to me and goes, Sterling, can Paul borrow your glasses? And what am I going to say? No. I would have said, Paul could borrow my life if he wanted it, and he doesn't need to give it back. Well, it might be a little far, unless I can go in like hot ones with him, too. And then I would say, yeah, after that, then you can just go ahead and being, take it. Being a ghost that just lives with Paul Rudd would be a better life than most lives. Sounds like a better sitcom than 80% of things that are on right now. They Hold on. I haven't seen it, but I believe Paul Rudd was literally in a show called Living With Yourself. Mm. Let me look into that because we may have just stumbled, we may have just done a full circle, circle. of pitching a show that already exists and, starring Paul Rudd. And the fact that we didn't watch it. Maybe says something about how we don't have the best ideas to be movie idea critic people. No, I disagree. I'm taking this the other direction, which, by the way, Living With Yourself, starring Paul Rudd. Um, that is real. I'm sure it's wonderful because Paul Rudd is uh, wonderful in everything. I disagree about your takeaway there, though. I think what we just proved is that we should be coming up with, with movie and TV ideas. Because we just came out with an idea that Netflix approved and produced. <laughs> yeah, but no one no one's seen it. No, you and I haven't seen it. I knew it existed. That's, that's I just true. forgotten about I it. I have seen that show. You've there seen we it. Go. Was it good? Thank you. Yeah, I loved it. Tom Brady's in it. Tom, yeah, Bra Tom Brady's in it. Because there's a there's a vague Robert Kraft like massage parlor joke in that, right? There is. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I remember that news cycle of that of that clip getting allegedly put out there. Uh, that's masseuse. Right. That's thing. right. Where 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 Robert Kraft was allegedly in a full wolf costume and. <laughs> uh, let me ask you one chief related question. Oh. One. I'm sorry, one. You already asked me one. It was, what's going on with Chiefs super fans? I answered That's that one true. expertly. With Harrison Butker. Mm. Oh, this was actually like a legit crazy day on this front. Yeah. So there was Chiefs super fan, and then there was Harrison Butker slash Tommy Townsend slash Dustin Colquitt. Correct. So we're getting the two big Chiefs stories out of the way right now. What do you take away from all this? Because I do think there's something, obviously, yes. to the fact of the laser not being correct, to the fact that Harrison Butker did have the best years of his career, probably. With Dustin Colquitt. Uh, I don't think anything's changed with James Winchester. Maybe it has, but I would doubt it. He's been there forever. The issues kind of started popping up with Tommy Towns. I'm not blaming it all on him. At some point, you got to make the kicks. I think Bucker does say that at some point. You got to make the kicks. What have you taken away from all this drama? I have taken away a couple of things. One is that if you haven't heard uh, Dustin Colquitt on the Border Patrol this morning... Uh, was 20-some minutes of excellent radio. Uh, and I think you can hear from Colquitt how frustrated he is by some of it, and not just frustrated that it's not perfect, because making that whole operation perfect is nearly impossible. Sure. But he is very clearly frustrated, I think, with this. Is, I haven't talked to him individually. I'm going off the audio we all heard today. But I think he is frustrated with the way that Tommy Townsend takes takes feedback. He he told the story twice of of him explaining how kickers stick with me through this. this is a two parter. How kickers don't want to have the seams of the ball flipped even when you're, when you're just getting it at twelve o'clock to face the goal right the yeah. watch face. He was saying that that you really want to spin the laces 
to where it never moves in front of the kicker, something the kicker can see on the ball. Okay. So if the, if the laces are facing, let's say you're the holder, right, and you're trying to get the laces to point directly to your right, which is towards the goal if you're facing you know, that direction, which I think is the side that Townsend would be on. Yes. If the if the laces are, are on the pointing directly away from you, you want to spin the ball, the laces toward the goalpost, the short way so, around so, the globe. So counterclockwise, short, that... no, no, no. Well, it doesn't. The the, the the clockwise doesn't really matter. Okay. It's about the shorter path to yes. getting the laces to point forward, so you don't spin it around. Let's say so two hundred so degrees. Correct. If you could be spinning it uh, one hundred and sixty degrees, right? Correct. Yeah. So so. Colquitt talks about all of that. He talks about how the Ravens have handled their, like, mentoring of their process to keep everything Mm. nice for Justin Tucker. And then in the locker room today, Harrison Butker got asked about some of this stuff. Yeah. And Butker said about two years ago, he started trying to completely ignore the laces on the football and just focus on basically a one inch by one inch, maybe two by two inch square on the ground for where the spot is. And not even really looking at the bottom of the ball, but looking at the spot where the ball is, like, touching the ground, essentially. Yeah. So he started doing this a couple years ago to where he just, where where the laces were would not even impact him. What changed in that battery two years ago? Well, Tommy Townsend took took over. That is, I am connecting those dots for Tommy Townsend and Harrison Butker and Dustin Colquitt. But it's certainly those are certainly some dots that I feel like the whole gang left out there today. Being Colquitt and Butker with what they said, I think they put those dots there, and now we're kind of connecting all of those. Um, it was the the story from Colquitt about him explaining all of that thing I just said about the laces. I said it worse than Colquitt did. I'm also not a kicker or punter or holder, but he said that he he was explaining all that to Townsend whenever they were in the building at the same time, and and he said that Townsend's response to all of that when he says kickers don't want to see laces that was the summarized version he said Townsend's response was oh you think so he said no I know so because I did it for 15 years it's a weird response it's not you or or myself That's giving right. him this information That's right. it's it's a not a hall of fame kicker but potentially chiefs hall of fame punter yeah absolutely he's, he was the longest tenured chief for what felt like every year of those 15 years he was exactly the best true, player for yes. five of them <laughs> he, i absolutely think he's going to end up being i don't know if ring of honor hall of fame all the dustin Colquitt will be honored by this organization at some point in the near future would be my guess and I just don't think he seemed very happy at all with the way that Tommy Townsend had responded to feedback like that. And you're at, it's a great point for you to, to highlight. This isn't what I'm seeing or what, what you're seeing. This is what a guy who has literally held the ball, done the exact same job, with the same long snapper, with the same kicker. I'm going to talk to Kendall Gammon about this on Friday in the zone. We have him on every Friday. Colquitt mentioned how good Kendall was at it mm. to where his long snaps, you mentioned James Winchester, his long snaps, he would get the exact right number of rotations down to the quarter or half or sure. whatever, and the laces would just be where they needed to be. So he, Colquitt would just put it on the spot, and it was done. That's incredible because Kendall Gammon is a wizard at that. It's un- He might be a wizard at more things, honestly. He's, a, he's just a wizard. But, like, the the finite nature of all of those things, the, the, they're not finite, I guess, but the minute details are so minute that you kind of need Dustin Colquitt and Kendall Gammon to explain it to you. And today on 810, this week on 810, we're going to have that. Yeah. And, and I think Butker, he took all the blame, said, I got to make the kicks regardless, which I think he's right about. You know? Sure. If the laces are facing you, you've, you're going to have – you need to make that kick. But I – Harrison Butker didn't say anything that made me think, oh, yeah, this was all just, like, Dustin Colquitt running interference to protect his friend. I think Dustin Colquitt, he even said that as much late in the interview, he wanted to come out and defend Butker a little bit 
because he doesn't think it's on him. At least yeah. not all of it on him. Well, and that's a bizarre, bizarre place to be. But you've got a you've got an all time punter who's still in Kansas City. Yeah, it doesn't behoove Dustin Colquitt to throw a guy under the bus. And I don't think he's trying to throw the guy under the bus. I think Dustin Colquitt just truly cares about Kansas City football. Yeah, I, I, I think Dustin Colquitt is a player who played here forever, who lived here forever. And he's a true Kansas City Chiefs fan now. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on. Where he's like, well, maybe I can get Tommy Townsend fired and they'll bring me back to, to be the uh, punter and, and the uh, holder on kicks. I don't think that's going on. Right. This is, I, in my opinion, a guy who cares about the Kansas City Chiefs, wants to point this out, and wants them to be better. Because he knows how good Harrison Butker is. Yes. Yes, this isn't sour grapes. I, I do think there's something interesting when it comes to the fans. Butker has struggled this year. There's no denying that. I think he was 16 of 21. Um, he's not been his usual self. He's had a couple opportunities even late in games. 50-yarder or 51-yarder and a 55-yarder. Uh, that would have been obviously clutch field goals. You don't expect to make them, but with Butker, you have come to expect that to be made, considering he's made those in clutch situations time and time again. He's not made those. Another extra point was missed. And fans are, like, sitting here screaming for his job. And my the, the point I always bring up here is, okay, but then who? Then who? We've seen a couple guys come here through Kansas City who have not panned out. Do you want Amendola back? I'm not saying Bucker's not without criticism. But the point is, if you say fire him, my, my next response is always going to be, all right, then give me a name. Right. Then who? I think Bucker has been... What a top three in NFL history for percentage made something crazy. Yeah, he was high. I thought been second behind good. Justin Tucker. I think that's right. Very good regardless. Then who? He's having a horrible year. I'll, I'll I'll give you that, but I think it's something that he can work through. He was also injured for a lot of this season. That's right. It's not just a one situation. Fix the fix the laces. Bucker's going to be great again. I think it's a multifaceted issue, but I do think he's the right guy in my opinion. He he deserves some benefit of the doubt. I think, yeah, and that's fair, and there's not a midseason replacement. I, I think what it might be is I think that next offseason there might be a legit little bit of a competition. Sure. But but even that is it's it's like a competition not for not for Patrick Mahomes, but like a competition with someone who you fully expect that you know who the winner's gonna be. Yeah. But maybe he gets a little bit of a, a little bit of feedback next year, and frankly, Tommy Townsend probably will also. Yeah. Dave Tobe does not budge off his guys easily. We've learned that much across all the positions that he has the most say over. Uh, I think that he really does see Townsend potentially being a special punter because he is really good at actually punting the football. Yeah. But that holding aspect of the game really matters. And unless they decide that Chad Henning's going to start doing it, um, which I'm open to, but it needs to work, it needs to be improved. And I don't think Chad Henning's taken more holding snaps than Tommy Townsend has. It becomes one of those questions without any super satisfying answers. What's funny is, before we go to break and come back, we'll play the fun this or that game. That's the only reason why you stick around for this. True. Before we go there, how much, or how worried, I should say, are you with Kansas City? They've obviously now won the AFC West mm -hmm. seven straight years. Mm -hmm. Pretty worried. They're 11-3, and three, but they've not played well recently. The defense is on a downhill slope. Fans are upset. But then on the other hand, you're sitting here going, they've already exceeded expectations according to Vegas because the over-under was 10.5. I, 
I don't know what to say up until this point. We thought the AFC West was going to be much more difficult of a division, so maybe we thought a few more losses would come earlier on. That did not happen. But then also some positives. You look at the Chargers, the same as every single season. You look at the Raiders, they bring in Devontae Adam, same as every other season. The the Broncos are screwed for the next five years, four-plus years if you, you could potentially get out of it in year five. The Chiefs are still leading, they're retooling, and they're 11-3. and three. I just don't know what to make of this in a nutshell. What are your initial thoughts? That our standards for this team have changed a lot since Andy Reid got here, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Expectations are higher because this team has been better. This is a Super Bowl-caliber football team. That's awesome. But it does make us need to recalibrate where we started from and where we're going and all the things in between. So um, that's kind of funny to me. The uh, the idea of like how flawed this team is is kind of funny to me because this is true of every football team in the yeah. league. I mean, everybody has flaws. I wish the Chiefs defense was better because I'd like Patrick Mahomes to have a top 10 defense at one point just to see what it looks like. I wish the offensive line was better because they've invested a lot for it to be one of those places where Mahomes can just sit back and not worry about it. And that has not come to fruition this year. So there are places on the Chiefs where it has been disappointing. But it's not disqualifying because your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. That shouldn't change how you evaluate the other 52 roster spots or the coach who coaches them or the guy who builds the roster. But it is the the, the fact of 2022 is that the Chiefs aren't out of any game when Patrick Mahomes is playing. The side fact is that the rest of the roster is kind of eh. I think this team has three superhuman superstars and a bunch of good to average kind of starters, mm-hmm. um, which I I don't if we get if we start going position by position we'll be here for the rest of the sure. until tomorrow morning, um, but Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are Hall of Fame football players, mm-hmm. like Juju's really really good, but he's not a top five receiver, he's not top ten even I, I find myself bullish on Juju he's probably yeah. maybe maybe you could push for like fifteenth ish yeah they've invested a lot in that offensive line the interior is really good. But is that unit as a whole top ten? I don't probably not because the edges are just kind of a concern. So anyway, that there, we could we could go position by sure. position, and I think that the argument at the end would be pretty evident. That I think I think you've got three great players, and beyond that, a pretty average roster. But those three players can make a pretty average roster Super Bowl contender because one of them is a quarterback. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Come back and play this or that with Josh Briscoe. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Briscoe, you ready? I was born ready. I don't I don't believe you. Uh, who is your favorite Chiefs super fan? Wow. Um My mom. I tried to find a wholesome one because the rest of them are problematic at this point. Uh, do you like a white Christmas or the year it was like 70, which I'm pretty sure was last year? Um, I like a wintry Christmas. Okay. I don't think you have to bring race into it, but... Do you go sledding when it snows? Um, have it in a little bit. Currently don't have, you know, my siblings are uh, in Florida and I don't have any kids. So I think if I just went by myself, it might be a little suspect. Mm. But I enjoyed it. Do the Chiefs have a turnover problem? Is it something they can fix this year? Yes and yes. Okay. It, it's been a problem, but I don't know that it's even like repeatable. Really quickly, something I want to touch on. 
I get it. so annoyed when people say, well, if they didn't fumble this situation, they didn't turn the ball over in this situation, it wouldn't be a close game. Well, guess what? They did. This Chiefs team all season long has had a uh, profinity for turning the ball over, and they don't what get... What was that word? Uh, a profinity? <laughs> Watch your profinity. Watch your profinity. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't turn the ball over on defense very often, at least. Yep. So it's. I think it actually is a Been a, a little unlucky problem. specifically on recovering fumbles. Don't worry about it. How many wins did the Chiefs have without Mahomes? Throw in an average quarterback. How many wins do they have? All year total. Total like, year. All year. Uh, I, I said yesterday I think Alex Smith probably wins 11 games with this team, so that would make him 11 and 7 and 18, 18 game or 17 game season would be 11 and 6. Mm. Something like that. 10 or 11. Are the Lions. 10. Let's make it 10. Are the Lions a top four team in the NFC right now? Probably not, but I'm not doing a full power ranking, and I kind of believe Restore the Roar. I think they are. Uh, should a team host a playoff game going under 500? If you win the division, you show us the playoff game. I'm fine with it. Wow. It's just really hard to win a division, and sometimes sometimes it plays in your that favor, and sometimes me. it doesn't. That pisses me off. It's no. just how the... You play double. You play each of those teams twice. Someone and they all suck. Yeah, I know, but you. They're you cheeks. Suck, but you suck if the less. Lions don't make the playoffs because a seven-win Bucks team does, I am going to be irate. I am going to be livid. That's not even bring them to the, the point that they're going to host a playoff game. No, no, they should not. The seven and nine Seahawks ended this argument with Marshawn Lynch's yeah, crotch. But they're at least entertaining. This Bucks team is entertaining. Marshawn the Saints Lynch. team is entertaining. The Saints have Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton in the same situation as Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll. Baloney. Marshawn Lynch ended this argument with his dong. Who wins the NFC South? The Bucks. I see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl with a seven and ten Buccaneers team. I am no. going to be they, they're freaking not, they're, livid. That, it won't, won't happen. He's going to make the Super Bowl as a Niner next year. <laughs> Do the Chiefs end up as the one seed? Probably not. Have you finished? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Apparently, I'm finished. Uh, have you finished Christmas shopping? I think so. I think I'm done. That's surprising. Good yeah, for you. I know. Thank you. Good for you. Uh, Tucker had a great, great question on Twitter. If Casey had a bowl game, what would it be? Barbecue bowl. Oh, dude. That was so quick. BBQ you bowl, it. baby. The brisket bowl. Ooh, the burning bowl. Uh, Briscoe is a lot of fun. The brisket bowl. Thank you. Brought to you by Briscoe. Appreciate you, everyone listening. Jimmy Briscoe. Home stretch, Casey. Jimmy Briscoe bowl.